Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. It's nice to be with you again today. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived, there are links to where you can find our podcast, including Amazon Music. Just click one of those links and it'll put you right into where you can hear any of our 90. This is our 90th episode today. 90 podcasts. My friend Dave introduced me to grilling clear back when I was a young man. He had this little charcoal grill. It was cast iron. It was a little stubby little thing. It was called a hibachi. It had two handles with grill grates on them. And so you could adjust the height of how hot you wanted to grill your food. I thought that was a great thing. We had burgers or steaks or something one day. So I went and bought myself a hibachi. That was my introduction to grilling out. My family had a nice built-in grill built into the whole fireplace area that was inside, outside on our back patio. And it was very, very nice. But I only ever remember Dad grilling out there twice. He may have done it more often, but I cannot remember that at all. When I bought my hibachi, I started experimenting, grilling hamburgers and whatever, and I squeezed that meat down with a spatula and it caused it to flame up. I thought that was pretty cool until I learned that I was pushing all the juices out of it. But back then, I liked my meat well done. That's the way I was raised and that's the way it was. And it was quite a journey to ever learn how to eat my meat like a civilized person, or maybe it's like a caveman. Steaks I cooked the other night were pretty medium rare, and they were delicious. But this was a long time before that. Later, we got larger charcoal grills, and then I got married, and we started grilling out more often. And in the summertime, that was my job, of course, to go grill. And I did graduate to gas grills, which I still do. To this day, I have a nice five-burner gas grill. I never use that little side thing that I guess you can put beans on or something. I've never, ever turned it on on any of the grills I've ever had. Those things just go without. My wife cooks everything inside except for the meat, so I don't need to use that. When I was 18, 19, 20 years old, right in that time frame, My parents moved to California, and my brother John, who was closest to me in age, did not want to go. So I became John's legal guardian, and I used to try to cook, and the way I'd cook is I'd get a big old pot, and I'd empty about four cans of whatever in it, cook it all together, and figure it'd last us all week. I don't remember John ever eating any of it. He always ate with his girlfriend, made fun of my cooking, which I don't blame him. Looking back, I don't know how I ever ate that stuff. But I did not like to go to restaurants. If I didn't have a girlfriend to go with, I wouldn't go to a restaurant by myself. And that was in the days before drive through where you just picked it up and took it home and eat or eat in the car. But I was quite a cook. I did it that way for years. Well, that did morph into that I became a pretty good cook. I cook a good chili. I do good spaghetti sauce. 
I can make my breakfast, bacon and eggs and hash browns and whatever. I must get that for my dad because he always cooked breakfast at our house. But what it's really turned into as I've gotten older and my wife has gotten to be a better cook, and she is the best cook I know, but she wasn't back then. But today I'm regulated to grilling burgers and brats and steaks and chops out on the grill about from late March to the middle of November. Then I put the grill up, wait until late March to bring it back out. Hey, Pop, are you having fun here at this cookout at Joe's house? I don't know, Homer. Watch him grilling those burgers. He keeps pushing them down with the spatula, pushing all the juice out of them. I know. I watched him. He does not grill like you do, Pop. I know, and I don't think I should tell him. This is not the way to be polite and neighborly. Tell him how to cook at his house. Yeah, but Pop, I don't want to break a tooth on that hockey puck. My first foray into cooking had to be about the ninth grade. We had to take, it was a required class that every ninth grader had to take, and that was home ec. Home economics. Ms. Lorraine was the teacher. And she was a very good home ec teacher, but all of a sudden she had this class full of boys and girls. And maybe they'd done this for years, but I was kind of under the impression that we may have been the first class she ever had to do this with. Well, we had to learn how to cook and how to add ingredients and how to run a beater and how to set a table and probably how to wash a dish and all this stuff. And I don't know if any of us boys took it very seriously. At first, it was embarrassing that we had to take a girl's class. But once you figured out every other guy in your class was there too, you just surrendered to it and tried to get through it. I talked about a year ago about a sixth grade book reading contest that I had cheated on and came in third. And I exposed myself for the little fraud that I was. Well, to my knowledge, that is the only time I ever cheated on anything in my life. And when that experience was over, it shook me up enough to never want to ever cheat again. Well, in the ninth grade, I was faced with a dilemma. And the only way I could figure out how to participate in this was that it was reverse cheating and I wasn't cheating at all. That's kind of how my mind thought. There's a kid named Donald in our home ec class. And one day, it was a Friday, and Ms. Lorraine gave us a test. And we used to sit at these big tables. Probably eight of us could fit at a table. One on the end, three on each side, one on the other end. So she handed us our tests, and we were sitting there waiting for her to explain to us what was required of us during the test. And old Donald was sitting on the end, and I was sitting by him on the side. And he said, Jim, I'll give you a Snickers bar if you let me copy off your paper. I don't know anything about this stuff. I looked at him, and I said, Donald, I can't do that. That'd be cheating. Donald said, it's not cheating. I'm cheating. And I'll give you a Snickers bar and a fire stick. He pulls them out of his pocket and lays them there on the desk. 
And I look at them, and they look scrumptious. Firestick was my favorite. I said, I don't know. I don't know, Donald. I don't think so. He reached in his pocket and pulled out a bunch more candy, put it in my hand. I said, don't let the teacher see this. No one will ever know. You just make it so I can see your paper. That's all you have to do. I was looking at that candy and feeling it, and I could almost smell it. Definitely was fantasizing about tasting it, sitting down with that Snickers bar. And so I said, okay. Well, I took the test. Donald was right there, kind of looking over once in a while. I was trying to keep my hand so that he wasn't blocked from my paper. And the test was finally over. We turned our papers in, and we went to the next class. Since that was Friday, we had Saturday and Sunday, and it was a great weekend. I played with my friends and goofed around and played some football in the park and just had an overall good time. Sunday night came, and we watched Bonanza, Wonderful World of Disney. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning, got ready for school, walked to school, took my classes. Well, fourth period came right before lunch and it was home ec class. Went in there and teacher didn't say anything about the test at all. We cooked some stuff and learned about you take the fat off of this and you don't cook that and you mix it like this and next week we're going to learn about sewing. And I, what? Sewing? So then the bell rang and everybody left class. And Miss Lorraine said, Donald, Jim, please wait after class for a moment. Dun, 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 She got us to her desk and she said, which one of you cheated off of the other one? Donald and I looked at each other. I know my eyes were wild with fear. Donald said, I don't know what you're talking about. Of course, I said, I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. He gave me candy to let me see my paper. I ran him out in a New York second, trying to save myself. Everyone, save yourself. Save yourself. The ship is sinking. Knock over the women and children. Bowl over the old people. Get the heck on a lifeboat. Miss Lorraine looked at Donald and said, is that correct? Donald looked at me, fire in his eyes. Now, I was tougher than Donald. He was kind of a big kid, and I was wiry and quick, and I wasn't afraid of him at all. But we were brothers in crime at this point, and I looked right back at him, not blinking a blink. And then she said, Okay, well, it's not so bad that you cheated off the other one, but Jim, you failed miserably. You had three right answers out of the whole test. And Donald, the worst part of it is, you copied Jim word for word. So it's not bad enough that you cheated, which is a terrible thing. And I have flunked you both, but you didn't even pretend to have tried. I hope the candy was good, Jim. And all of a sudden, that Snickers bar had a sour taste in my mouth. I couldn't believe Donald copied me word for word. I could believe I flunked the test. I never paid any attention. I was more busy complaining about it, maybe cracking a couple jokes to the girls, acting like I was Julia Childs or something. Now, I don't think I knew who Julia Childs was back then. 
but you know what I mean. What prompted this is I saw a picture of Donald the other day on Facebook. One of those things said, you know, friend suggestion. I had not seen or heard from him or even really thought of him for over 50 years. And there he is. I have not asked him to be my friend, but I may. Ask him if he knows where I can get any fire sticks. Let me tell you, one thing that I learned through that whole thing is there's no such thing as reverse cheating. If you knowingly let somebody else and enable somebody else and encourage somebody else to cheat or lie or steal, you're doing it right along with them. No doubt about it. Stand up for what is right. And if you do stumble and fall, my goodness, man, don't knock all the women and children and old people out of the way trying to escape your transgressions. Take responsibility. Try to do better. You'll be glad you did. Everywhere you go, everyone you see, be kind and gentle. It's the very best way. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out. Hello, I'm Miss Childs, your substitute teacher for home ec. My, there are a lot of boys in this class. Ho, 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 ho. Today, I am going to show you how to prepare a rabbit. This, children, is a live rabbit. We are going to murder him and put him in the oven at 350 degrees. And then we'll do a nice place setting with wonderful, wonderful presentation and show you the correct sauces so someday you can cook this for your mommy and daddy. Ooh, hold on. Oh, 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 get that rabbit. Somebody, get that rabbit. Please, get that rabbit. Oh, where's the rabbit? Don't scream, little children. Don't scream. Where's that rabbit? The rabbit got away. Hello, children. My name is Miss Childs, and I am your substitute teacher today. We are going to thaw a chicken and show you how to cook it and have a wonderful presentation. Well, I'm leaving now, I promise. I'll be back next week.